Hello and welcome, uh, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening uh, to the Bundesliga show, Derby Day Diving, uh, with your hosts, myself, Rory Petrie and Mark Broadhurst. This is a channel and an episode brought to you by Over the Bar. Um, so this is yet another Derby Day dive-in. Uh, today, tonight, we're going to be concentrating on the Berlin Derby. So that's between Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin. So this, uh, if you've not seen any of our other episodes or indeed the Bundesliga show at all, this is another new mini-series that we are going to be uh, trying out, uh, so it's going to be covering all the different derbies of the Bundesliga sides. Uh, so we're going to be focusing in on why all of these derbies are so unique in their own way and what makes them so special to this league and indeed their own fans. So please do sit back and enjoy the show. Uh, before we go into a bit of the history of these two teams and the derby itself, just a bit of admin to please uh, do give us a subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Click that big red button, you can't miss it. And also to draw your attention to the little bell icon, that is uh, an icon that is a notification that will push through uh, notifications to your phone, whatever else, so you do not miss an episode from the Bundesliga show. Uh, and of course, if you are listening on audio platform, uh, please do click the subscribe button and sit back and enjoy as well. So, Mark, the Berlin derby. So this is more of a uh, kind of newer derby in terms of the Bundesliga, certainly. So do you want to run us through uh, a bit of the history of these two teams and uh, everything else associated with Berlin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't look any further uh, when you talk about the Berlin derby than looking at the history of Berlin itself, to be honest. I mean, obviously, Berlin, one of the most historic cities in Europe, and I think with one of the most unique histories in Europe as well. Obviously, the country was divided between 1946 and 1990. And the countries, literally, Berlin was situated in what was known as the DDR, or more modernly known as East Germany. And that was also uh, the part of Berlin where uh, Union was based as well. So for those of you that don't know the history of it, Berlin was also split into two halves. You had East Germany, which was uh, occupied by the Soviet Union, and which was where uh, uh, Union Berlin was based at the time. And then West Berlin was kind of run by the Allies, which was the USA, Britain and France and uh, yeah and that's where Hertha Berlin was uh, who are based in the Munich uh, in the Berlin Olympiastadion which is a really impressive stadium by the way and also it's the national stadium of Germany as well so yeah I mean obviously you can see that these two clubs did have a really really varied history and in fact they didn't meet officially until uh, just after the falling of the Berlin Wall which was in 1990. So, I mean, obviously it is quite a new derby. A lot of the derbies we will talk about in this series are very much historic derbies and they date back to the 20s or the 30s. But this one is very much a modern derby, but it has more of a, a political feel to it. 
because I think nowadays uh, we can safely say that Union is a club which is known for kind of left-wingers, really, in many ways. Some would say a hipster club. And an interesting point about this club, Union Berlin, is that they actually they refuse any advertising and they have absolutely no half-time entertainment at all. And this is a club that's very, very much based around being, um, yeah, it, this is a, a kind of a, a fan club and it's about kind of putting Berlin on the map. Yeah, And I think a, this is a club that has a lot of respect throughout Germany, regardless of political orientation, because of the fan culture, really. I think they have unique fans. They even have, at Christmas time, they have um, the fans packing the stadium. Obviously, this year will be different due to the pandemic. But in most years, they pack into the stadium and they sing Christmas carols together. I think that's quite a, <laughs> something you can't imagine that over in England or in some of the other countries, can you? But it's, yeah, I mean, the, the kind of the fan culture of Union Berlin is probably one of the kind of the founding glories of the club. Meanwhile, Hertha Berlin over in West Germany are kind of, they're nicknamed by a lot of German people, the most boring club in Germany, actually. Oh, Hertha no. Berlin, yeah. Because they are a club, obviously they are from the capital and also one of, the, I think, the second biggest city in Europe after London and uh, but yet they some people would say they've never really put themselves on the footballing map I mean obviously we'll look at that a little bit later but they are very much they're a club that are traditionally supported by more middle class and what a lot of German people say like kind of part-time fair weather fans as well but obviously don't take respect away from them they have a very strong core of die-hard Hertha Berlin fans as well I've actually been to the Berlin Olympiastadion and I watched them play a game against Wolfsburg and yeah I mean there were a good 60,000 packed into the Olympiastadion and the atmosphere was pretty impressive particularly from the ultra stand as well so yeah, there's a little history there. Obviously, the clubs come from massively different backgrounds yeah. and uh, different cultural backgrounds as well. And this is this was what makes derbies in football beautiful. You know, I mean, they're not all the same. They're not all based on a hundred years of history. Some of them can be political, and some uh, more modern as well. So Rory's going to talk a little bit about the the more recent balance of power between the clubs. Indeed. So, as we've mentioned, I say a bit of the, we'll talk about a bit of the balance of power through the years. Uh, slightly different as there's not many years to actually go through in terms of the balance of power. And certainly in terms of competitive matches, there have only been six between the two. So, certainly, this is still a very young derby in terms of uh, its kind of history, so to speak. But they've made up for it in terms of the games that have been played, certainly. And uh, so, as Mark mentioned, uh, the first ever meeting between these two sides was just the 79 days after the fall of the Berlin Wall, where Hertha hosted Union Berlin in the Olympiastadion uh, in a friendly in front of 51,000 spectators. So, huge turnout for the first ever game between these two clubs. Um, it was so... As we've already mentioned, uh, the two the two sets of fans are both obviously so separate and so different apart that on the day of turning up, both both sets of fans paid for their admission and East and West Germans respective currencies. So that is how different <laughs> that is how different these two teams were still at the first time of meeting. And um, the game was won 
by Hertha 2-1 uh, in what was obviously a very special first ever game between the two sides. Um, so that was obviously back in 1990. We have to jump forward a little bit uh, in terms of how this rivalry went. There were still some lesser friendlies that did happen uh, between these two sides in, in the meantime during the 90s, but certainly uh this this derby has erupted more so in more recent times so we kind of fast forward to the beginning of the rivalry really of these two sides um back in uh, i believe it was the third uh, competitive meeting between these two sides um is really when things started to turn so it was after a herter 2-1 victory again uh at their uh, at their stadium stadion and uh, Alton Forestieri. Um, so that um, was obviously the scoreline. It was 2-1 and Union Berlin goal scorer on the day, Christopher Kiering, labelled Hertha's fans as vices, which is obviously a very, well, it's a semi-derogatory term for West Germans. Um, and again, controversially, was actually backed by manager at the time, um, Uwe Neuhaus, uh, which Neuhaus would actually go on to call uh, Kiering a great Unioner. So that certainly got the uh, the juices flowing, so to speak. That obviously then really got um, this derby a bit of spice. And so since that time, we've seen some, some real good games. And of course, we've seen the first Berlin derby for over 40 years in the Bundesliga, so in the top flight of football. We had the first one uh, after Union gained promotion to the Bundesliga for the first time in their history. Um, and basically this, this again was a bit, of a, a bit of a clash between the two teams because basically Hertha expressed a desire uh, to want to play this game, this obviously very special game, on the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, um, which would coincided with with this game. However, Union Berlin didn't play ball. So their president at the time, Dirk Zingler, refused this and basically called the game a, uh, a football class struggle. So basically, it didn't go ahead. And so they actually played the game a week earlier. Um, so it didn't fall on the anniversary, which again did upset Hertha. Um, the game itself was uh, a 1-0 win for Ulyon, thanks to an 87th minute penalty by Sebastian Polter. Um, this was a game, again, that was suspended by the referee following fireworks fired by the Hertha fans landing amongst the Union Berlin fans and indeed on the playing surface. Um, again, this was a game that was had a heavy heavy police presence. There was a, over 1,000 police officers on duty for that game. Um, Herta fans were kind of burning flags and things like that, um, certainly igniting, ironically, this derby, uh, really heating it up. So that's kind of basically what's happened over the course of recent history between these two teams. There's a lot of information, a lot of things have happened in a really small space of time, which is fantastic because it gives the derby a lot a lot to go on basically in in such a short amount of time um so we've really seen 
really seen things kind of really heat up, which is fantastic because these two teams are just starting to really establish themselves in the Bundesliga. We've seen Union certainly this season have a fantastic start and currently sit in the top six as it stands and Hertha are just starting to get going themselves. So obviously the, the great thing for Berlin itself needing that kind of, you know, a bit more of an enriched feel to having football and having two football teams uh, indeed in in the Bundesliga. And Mark, you think that this will be a really big thing, not only for the Bundesliga, but for Berlin itself to have two established football teams in the Bundesliga, the top flight of German football? Yeah, I think it's absolutely massive, to be honest, for Berlin football, because um, prior to Union's promotion, obviously in uh, in 2019, through the playoff uh, when they beat Stuttgart, um, Hertha Berlin, they had no real strong rivalry. I think they would have considered teams like uh, Wolfsburg and maybe Hamburg as like kind of moderate rivals, but... I think really Hamburg prefer to have rivalries against uh, St. Pauli and uh, Werder Bremen. And it was one of those where like Hertha saw them as a rival, but Hamburg didn't really reciprocate with the feelings, you know. And I think Hertha, they want, they would, their fans were crying out for like a proper hardcore derby. And finally, they got it as well when Union were promoted. And obviously, Union, nobody thought they could survive in the Bundesliga. But obviously, they had an amazing season, finishing the 11th last year, roughly a little bit below, I think a couple of places below uh, Hertha. So obviously, Hertha, they got the bragging rights there. They just about finished above Union. But obviously, the two clubs do have differing uh, kind of uh, goals at the moment. Union are very much focused on survival, whereas uh, Hertha, they want to be pushing up towards those kind of uh, European places. But yeah, I mean, as you just mentioned, you've really brilliantly summed it up for us, Rory. I think um, the fact that uh, the rivalry is kicking off so well, too. Like there's real, you can see, I mean, I watched both of the games between the clubs last year and there was massive tension and passion between the clubs. And you could see... A lot of people were like, they didn't quite know how this derby was going to kick off, really, because it was, like, as you said, the first derby in the Bundesliga between these two clubs. But, I mean, I think for, for fans of Berlin football and for people that want to see Berlin on the real footballing map at the top level, this is a great sign. And I think it's a great sign that, again, Union Berlin have started this season brilliantly well. And I'm really, really looking forward to the first of the two Berlin derbies this season, actually. Indeed. Um, so, Mark, yeah, you're going to talk talk to us a little bit about um, both of these two sides' trophy cabinets, basically, and kind of a, a bit of a look back at how how many different trophies or competitions that these two uh, Berlin sides have won. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we've already mentioned that the two clubs, are, they couldn't have had more different histories. So, obviously, that's also going to reflect in the trophy cabinet, considering considering that both of these sides did play in different leagues for about 44 or 45 years. So, naturally, it's going to reflect on their trophy cabinets. But, actually, in six competitive meetings between the two clubs, it is actually, it couldn't be more even, actually. Both teams have won two of these fixtures and there have also been two draws in there as well. So, I mean, it couldn't, that also sets the derby up nicely, the fact that there isn't a dominant side in there. And I mean, obviously, you would still say that Hertha are the bigger club of the two, but Union are definitely pulling their weight and they're really matching in there within this derby. 
And I think, yeah, I mean, you never know that on current form, you would maybe even fancy Union going into the next derby as well to even take the lead in that derby. So yeah. it just proves that in football, the derbies, they don't always work out as you would imagine. Like we, like it's uh, sometimes the underdog can come out on top more often than you'd imagine in, in these derbies. So, yeah, uh, obviously going, going to what they've actually won. Hertha Berlin, since the formation of the West German Bundesliga, they haven't actually won any titles, but they did win the German championship when it before the war uh, in the 30s. They won two German championships, which actually uh, Union, they had one runners up in the German cha championship in the 20s, actually, but they never won it. They've never been the champions of Germany or East Germany by that matter. Actually, in East Germany, uh, the club actually, they didn't really enjoy the best of times in truth. They actually, uh, they dwelled mostly in like the second and third division at that level. So they did actually get a couple of uh, lower league East German championships, but they never got like the, the national title in East Germany. They won a couple of second divisions and a couple of third divisions in the DDR or the Demokratische Deutsche Republik also known as uh, the East Germany in, in English-speaking countries. Yeah, uh, moving over to, uh, to Hertha, they had a little bit more success. Uh, they won three second division titles, uh, also known as the Zwei Bundesliga, like the second uh, federal league. So they've had a little bit of success there, but maybe not quite what they'd have expected over the recent years. They also won, actually, a lot of people maybe don't know, but Germany in the past did have a league cup as well. I mean, obviously, I think England now is the only country in the major leagues that still has a league cup, actually. But yeah, I think so. Between 1997 and 2007, for 11 seasons, actually, uh, the German league also had a league cup and actually Hertha Berlin, they won it twice in 2001 and 2002. They were also runners up in 2000. So I think all Hertha Berlin fans want the reestablishment of the league cup, to be honest with you, because that's where most of their success in recent years has come. Yeah. I mean, I presume that most of the big German teams didn't really take it overly seriously, which maybe slightly dilutes the kind of achievement of winning those two but I mean it's still a big achievement and it's been by far the biggest achievement for them of the uh, the last 50 or 60 years in all honesty so yeah I mean obviously the two clubs they're not the most successful which we mentioned before which is why really Berlin they, they want to be pushing on now in the next 10 years or five years to try and start getting Berlin towards these having a team that uh, can kind of challenge for Bundesliga titles or even Champions League qualification. Because as far as I know, Berlin has never had a team in the Champions League, which is just incredible, really. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's really a shot. The second biggest city in Europe, no Champions League appearance. Yeah, absolutely. I think that what you alluded to there, Mark, is both teams now kind of look quite set to not only really have a fantastic future in terms of this derby, but for both teams now to have a have a base and then to really project in an upwards direction towards Champions League places and other glories, hopefully, uh, to come. Uh, which neatly takes us back on to... Uh, our next section of, of this Derby dissect, which is basically to have a look at some of the more notable and iconic games of this Derby. Um, 
So naturally, with this derby being quite a young one, there probably hasn't been as many huge games and titles um, won by individual games. However, we do have a good few to look through. So as we've already mentioned, the, uh, the first ever meeting between these two sides was, was obviously not only a historic one for the fact that um, it was a first meeting of Union and Hertha. It, it obviously came just 79 days after the fall of the Berlin Wall. So certainly a historic time for the city in general, um, which was a game, as mentioned, that was won by Hertha 2-1. Um, so moving on uh, into kind of more recent history, uh, the teams met for the first ever competitive game between the two sides in September of 2010. So that can really help you understand that that, of course, is only 10 years ago. Uh, probably why you can understand why there's only been six competitive games between the two, because um, they sometimes were also separated by, by divisions. Um, so that was a game that uh, finished in a 1-1 draw in front of 18,000-odd spectators. So that, again, was a great occasion for, for both sides. And as we've touched on a little bit, the third competitive meeting was really when this derby kind of turned from a bit of a you know a bit of a rivalry into a proper one um it was basically when Hertha won 2-1 however Union Berlin goal scorer Christopher Kiering labeled Hertha fans as vices and really upset a lot of people and was subsequently backed by his manager at the time so that is certainly a very memorable moment in the history of these two games um and of most recent note uh, was um, the first Bundesliga meeting between these uh, two teams. First Berlin derby in over 40 years, certainly something to celebrate for Berlin and both sides as well. And uh, in most recent history, of course, we have had the Berlin derby, unfortunately, played behind closed doors because of the coronavirus, where Hertha Berlin won 4-0, incidentally, which is the biggest victory, uh, uh, competitive victory, that is, between the pair. Obviously, out of six games, you would suggest that. So, yeah, so that's the biggest win that we've ever seen. And it's the most recent one. So, Union will certainly want to get their revenge when they meet uh, on match day 10 in this current Bundesliga season on Friday the 4th of December. So do make a note in your diary for that one. That should be a spectacular one on a Friday night. Obviously, it's only well a couple of weeks away, so unfortunately it probably won't be in front of fans. That is a great shame um, as this derby now really deserves that it really deserves the the heat of the fans and the and this new found rivalry so that is a brief look at some of the more iconic moments and games in this history of the berlin derby and uh, that pretty much rounds us up i think mark it's been really enjoyable to talk about the two berlin clubs that are now seemingly in in certainly recent history really starting to push their way into hopefully more of an established position in the Bundesliga. Um, and we look forward to watching many more of them in the near future. Um, so 
that is that is ours basically for this round of uh, our Bundesliga show, Derby Day Diving. Uh, again, if you've enjoyed the show, please do drop us um, a bit of feedback. If you've enjoyed any particular segment, uh, please do let us know. And again, if you want any additional segments in future shows, just drop a mention in the comments and we will work very hard to get some extra content in for you. Um, so again, if you're listening on YouTube, Give that red button a smash. Give us uh, a subscribe. Keep on watching for lots more of these Derby Day dive-ins, the European show, and, of course, our weekly Bundesliga show, which comes out on a Monday evening. Um, so over to you, Mark, to summarise and let the viewers know about the rest of Over the Bar's fantastic uh, plethora of articles and social media content. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, as Rory uh, accurately summed up for us, we have tons of Bundesliga stuff, but we also have some other interesting uh, stuff for you guys as well, which includes uh, the League One show as well. <laughs> yeah, I actually made an appearance. So if you liked uh, what you heard from my analysis, then yeah, you got to check out the League One show as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely uh, fantastic show as well. Uh, obviously, if you want to check out for our articles, which are also, they were the bread and butter for our site, actually. Articles we have literally every day being published uh, on just about everything related to football. So as you can see, our Twitter there, you can see them advertised on there. That's over the bar FB. And then if you want to see our kind of masterpiece, which is our site, you can see www.otbfootball.net, where you can see just about everything football related. Uh, with regard to OTB content. So please click subscribe again, because the more subscribers we get, the more uh, content we will be able to produce for you guys. So yeah, anything Bundesliga related, you can see it on this show. So I think that's time. That's it for this show. So yeah, so thanks a lot for joining us and ciao. See you later.